we are very thankful to be able still in this wonderful land of ours that we still have the freedom to say happy Thanksgiving and to honor God and the Lord Jesus Christ, our Savior. This freedom, this liberty that we have, many nations in the world don't have it. So let us thank God for that. And this country was built on the word of God and by the grace of God, it will stay. It will stay this way. Oh, I hope so. I sure hope so until the Lord comes to take us to be with him. This morning, I want to share with you a word from the Psalms, a word from David, the king who rejoiced in the Lord, who's been through a lot. And he shared in this Psalm, Psalm 116, his experiences and what triggered in him to say in verse 17, I will offer thee a sacrifice of thanksgiving. A sacrifice of thanksgiving. I want to read a few verses from Psalms 116, and uh, you will follow me. I hope Ed can follow me. Normally he said, you make me jump from one place to another. And okay, Ed, get ready. That will help you physical, spiritual exercise. <laughs> Verse 1, he says, praise the Lord. And this is what we did today. Did you hear that last song today? That was a masterpiece. A masterpiece. Praise the Lord. Thank the Lord. Praise the Lord. And he begins, he begins, that was what he has in his heart. But he begins the very first word. He says, I love the Lord. I want to ask you a question. Do you love the Lord this morning? And we are going to see why, why he exercised this. I love the Lord. I tell you one thing. I love the Lord that after so many years in his service, I still can stand behind the pulpit and say, I love you, Lord. Do you really love him? If you love him, you'll hear his word today and you'll praise him and thank him for what he's done for you, with you, and still doing. I love the Lord because he hears. My, he hears my voice and my supplications because he has inclined his ear to me. Therefore, I shall call upon him as long as I live. Verse 7. Return to your rest, O my soul. In other words, rest, O my soul. For the Lord has dealt bountifully with you. For thou, O Lord, has rescued my soul from death, my eyes from tears, my feet from stumbling. And guess what? I shall walk before the Lord in the land of the living. And then in verse 12, he says, what shall I render to the Lord for all his benefit toward me? I shall lift up the cup of salvation and call upon the name 
of the Lord. It's time in the life of our nation and every household to celebrate Thanksgiving. But I hope today we will have a different way to celebrate. A different theme to celebrate Thanksgiving come Thursday. One of the greatest spiritual virtues is Thanksgiving. When someone asked me, Adel, how are you doing today? I said, I'm thankful. I'm thankful to be still alive. I'm thankful to have, to have good health. I'm thankful to have feet and hands and arms. I'm thankful I'm not in the hospital. I'm thankful I'm not in a, on a sick bed. Are we thankful this morning for that? I'm thankful I'm in that church of God. This is the greatest privilege that we can still meet in a place like this and thank God for all his goodness and mercy. I am thankful. Are we thankful? If you're thankful, smile, enjoy, enjoy these days. Enjoy this season. And this is how we express our thankfulness to God, our Father, and acknowledge that He is the source of all blessings. You know, a thankful spirit enables one, whoever, to be, to praise God regardless of any circumstance he is in or she is in. That's a thankful spirit. The Scottish preacher, Alexander White, always began his service with a prayer. And he always began his prayers with an expression of gratitude. One cold, miserable morning, he came to church. It was miserable in Scotland. It was rainy. It was damp. It was very cold. And he came and his people wondered this morning, what is he going to say with regards to this miserable weather that we have? They were wondering, what, is, what kind of prayer is he going to give. And he prayed this. One sentence. We thank you, Lord, that it is not always like this. <laughs> Can you believe? He's, he's really, he's on his feet. He knows. Thank you is not always like this. Look what God has given us today. A beautiful day to come to church. And we thank you, Lord, that in California... It's always good. <laughs> Amen. Now, I want to share with you about three things that David, the psalmist here, thanked the Lord for. And he said the very first thing. He opens his heart with a word, I love you, Lord. I love the Lord. May the Lord touch our hearts today and put that love in our hearts for our Savior. 
the love that he loved us with. We cannot explain his love. We cannot even reciprocate it. But we can do one thing. We can do as much as we can in these feeble bodies. Some of us are really in pain. Some of us are dragging. Some of us are good. Some of us have pain somewhere in their body, especially when you get older. You know what I'm talking about. Okay? But the Lord will give us the heart to say, I love you, Lord, regardless. And he says, the Lord was so graceful to me. In verse 5, so graceful. If it weren't for his grace, where would we be today? If we were to depend on our good deeds that are rags in the eyes of God, Complete rags. Don't depend on good deeds and good work before you know the Lord Jesus Christ as Savior. If we were to depend on ourselves, we will all fail, utterly fail. But we thank God for his grace that stooped down and picked us up, picked us up altogether and seated us with the angels at the right hand of glory. Are you thankful for that? He says, I thank God for his grace. So the Sunday school teacher, one Sunday school teacher, asked one day in his class, teaching class for adults, asked the lesson, uh, about the lesson of grace he was giving. So he says, could you define to me what is grace? One man answered, grace is the unmerited favor of God bestowed upon unworthy sinners. Perfect. That's an excellent answer. Someone else, he said, someone else, someone else added. Another thought. The teacher looked at a heavyset man dressed in overalls. He was a farmer. I love farmers. I love farmers. And he comes to church all the time. And he said, he asked, he said, Bill, what do you say grace is? Bill thought a moment and scratched his thinning hair. And finally he said, Well, teacher, I ain't for sure. But I think it means that God provides all the stuff. Think of that. In his simple understanding of the grace of God, God provides all the stuff. Has God provided? Has God taken care of you? Have you been in dire needs at times? Have you had a bill to pay and you didn't know what to get the money from? You've had a big project at work and you don't know how to tackle this big project? You've had a situation that no one could solve. I said, I don't know what to do. You have a problem with your spouse at home, which happens. Okay, I didn't know what to do. 
if it weren't for the grace of God who interfered at the last moment and solved the problem for you. He provides all the stuff That's what it is. He has, he said, he has inclined his ear. He's heard my voice. And my supplication, he says, he said, this is great to have such a great God and who is so personal. How comforting for each one of us to know that the Lord is interested in us as individuals. It's not the big crowds. It's not that large attendance anywhere and everywhere. The Lord looks at the heart of each and every person individually. He is a personal God. He is an intensely, intensely personal God. This is why Paul says, you incline your ear and, and, and speak to me and talk to me. All the men of God in the past who spoke with God on a personal basis and he, those who were so close to him, he told them what to do. He gave them his heart his intentions so they can bless others and warn others and prophesy about what God intends them to do. He did, and when he, he inclined his ear, okay, why? Just to say, okay, I hear you. No, God takes action. When this church prayed, did God take action? Do you believe when we when we say this is a prayer meeting, this is a joint prayer meeting, and we pray for a certain situation, did we pray for Dave Thompson? Is Dave Thompson with us today sitting and hearing me? He is an answer to prayer. God inclines his ear. When we pray faithfully, when our life is clean, when our life is close to God, when sin is completely judged in our lives and approach the throne of God, he will hear. He, will, he said, he inclined his, he, his ear to me. And especially when death seemed cert, certain to him. Death, I mean, he, he said it here. He said, look what he says. The cords of death encompassed me. All around me. And I cried. Lord, rescue me. He says, he rescued me. He inclined his ear personally. He had time for me. How many times you call on people and says, I have no time. Right? And they don't make time. And if you want to, to meet someone, you have to have an appointment. And sometimes the appointment takes three, four months. I know of someone, they want, he, wanted, he, he wanted an appointment with one of the pastors of that church. And he couldn't get one before six months. Hello, Lord. 
Do you have time for me? I'm available any moment. He's never busy. He's never on vacation. He's never busy for your supplication, especially if you are in need of him. Isn't he worth our thanksgiving today? And no wonder he said, I love you, Lord. No wonder he says, I love you, Lord. And he adds on. He rested my soul from death, my eyes from tears. He, changed, he turned my tears into laughter. That's our God. This is your God and mine. My feet from stumbling. What do you mean, David? What do you mean? From falling? From going astray? You know, I believe this is what he means. The Lord gives us. And for our feet, he gives an all-weather treads. Am I clear on that? All weather. When you go, when your car or SUV needs tires, you know, you know to that. You go to the tire person, tire store, and say, I need an all-weather tires. Well, they're going to cost you more. But the all, the all-weather treads to your feet are free. You don't have. I want good traction. The only one who gives us good traction so we will not slip and fall is the Lord Jesus Christ. Are you thankful? This is what he said. He said, now I have, I have traction. When the road is rough, when the path, our path is difficult, he just paves the way. And I feel like I'm walking all the way without stumbling. He keeps us from slipping, from treacherous, slippery way. He is our traction and thank God. And an unforeseen crisis, anything that we might not know will come, we are there standing. This is why the same psalmist says, my foot is on the rock, and the rock is Jesus. It's not on people, it's not on this world, it's not on wealth, it's not on money, it's not on anything in this world. Our, my foot is standing on the rock that is Jesus Christ. No wonder he said, I love you, Lord. What was his response to, to, his, to all this great experience? He said, I want to pay back. I want to pay back for all these benefits. Look what he did. And he says in verse, in verse 16, you have loosed my bonds. May I elaborate a little bit? We were all, those who are believers this morning, the majority of us believed and took the Lord as Savior. We were living in bondage, weren't we? We were chained 
Sin was taking a hold on us and we could not shut it off. How many times you said, I'm going to quit smoking? And guess what? Next morning, you still smoke. I want to quit drinking. And you couldn't quit. You go to rehab and doesn't do you any good. You try many things. I have met friends and I had friends at work. They tried to quit, but they could not. Could not. Until Jesus came and changed things over in their lives. He loosed my bonds. I want to, I want to take you to Psalm 104 for a second. 104. I beg your pardon, 124. 124, Ed. Uh huh, he's jumping. I know. 124, verse 6. Look what he says. Blessed be the Lord. Why are you saying this, David? Blessed be the Lord. I'm thankful who has not given us to be torn by the teeth of the enemies. Our soul has escaped as a bird out of the snare of the trapper. That's bondage. More, so he says. The snare or the trap is broken and we have escaped. You have escaped. He loosed his, your bonds, your chains. And then he says, our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth. Does he, does he deserve our thanksgiving? And he says something else. I shall lift up the cup of salvation. On Thursday, Many cups will be lifted. Many people will be sitting around the lunch table or dinner table, Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving feast. And so many people, they celebrate. And many get drunk, which, which wasn't meant to be. And people lift a cup and say, here's to Thanksgiving. Stop for a second. Christians, we should lift the cup of salvation and say, thank you, Lord, for saving our souls. This is what he means. What do you mean? I know he said salvation is experiencing salvation in its fullest extent as the blessing of the Lord, a change of life. Salvation is God forgiving you and changing you. He was Forgiving you from your sins when you confess them. That's salvation. But here it, he means more. He means more. It's a self, it's a, a celebration of victory, if you will please. He lifted up the salvation. It involves many things. I'll count some. It is a joyful event that never ends. There's a joy in your heart. That will never end. That is salvation. Am I right or wrong on that? It's not I'm happy today. Happy, if you, if you check, if you're, you know, educated somehow, you'll understand. Happiness comes 
from the word happy and happening, something. We, are, we get happy because something happened in our life. But we get joyful because of a person who lives in our heart. There's a big difference. I'm happy I got a raise. Wonderful. And then it fades away, it gets, because you're going to spend it. And I'm joyful because of salvation of Jesus Christ that stays regardless of what happened. Why? Because the source of it, that we are joyful in a person in Jesus Christ who resides in our heart. And let me ask you a question. Are you saved? Are you enjoying your salvation today? Did you experience that salvation? Was there a time in your life? Was there a time when you realized that everything around you, all the happenings, all what happened, did not give you happiness? The only thing is when Jesus Christ enters your heart and resides there, it's the true joy that will never end forever and ever. It is freedom from bondage. Freedom from sin. One more. I wrote a few things here so I don't forget them. It is a new everlasting hope. It is knowing a mighty Savior who runs to your rescue day and night. Does he? Does he? Deserve. Does he deserve our thanksgiving? A new way to celebrate Thanksgiving. On the last Thursday, the men have, you know, we have, we have lunch every Thursday at uh, Clementine. And uh, Brad gave a little message as usual, beautiful message. And he said, we're going to do something different. We're going to go around the table here before we have lunch and say something. What does it mean to you? Thanksgiving. Do you know out of the many men there, we are about seven. Each one started, I thank the Lord for his salvation. Can you say today, just a few days before Thanksgiving, I sure thanks the Lord for his salvation? Are you saved really from sin? Are your chains broken? Is your bondage gone? Did Jesus Christ free you from sin? Did he give you that life eternal? Did he give you that joy that will reside in your heart forever and ever? If you've done that, congratulations. If you haven't, this is the time. Lord, I give you my life. I give you my heart. I give you my old habit. I give you my alcohol. I give you my, I'm, I'm really a slave to many things, many habits in my life. Take them, Lord. I give them to you. And you know what, will, what he will do? He'll take them and nail them to the cross of Calvary where he died to say, it is finished. You are now a redeemed person. Does he deserve that? Yes. Give him your heart today. And celebrate Thanksgiving in a different manner.
And he says, after that, I will, I will pay my vows. Every vow I made in front of anybody, I will go and pay my vows. I want to pay my debts. I want to return to what I took illegally. And you know one thing? The greatest debt that we all have is our lives. Let's give it to him this afternoon. So this is my life. I put it at the feet of the cross. This is how I want to celebrate Thanksgiving. I want to be a new person. I want to be a new creature. And when you sit around the table on that Thursday, next Thursday, when you sit there, be sure you enjoy your family. And may you enjoy each and every moment of it. Sure, you will enjoy the turkey and, it's, and all the stuffing. But it's not in this. It's in a certain joy that you have experienced when you took the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior. The sum all of, it, of it all, this is why he said, I will lift up the joy, the cup of salvation. Can you lift it up with a clear conscience today? Can you lift it up on Thursday and say, I will lift up this cup of salvation. This is not the cup of wine. This is not the cup of any other drink. This is not what he's talking about. He's talking about the sum of what God has done to him. He saved him from top to bottom and gave him a wonderful life. Your life, you owe it to him. We owe him. We owe him this debt. We owe to him a payment of our bodies to present our bodies a sacrifice to the Lord Jesus Christ. We owe him that. Are you willing? That's the response. That's what he says. I will give him everything. You have loosed my bonds. You have, you have saved me from death. You have answered my prayers. You have given me so much. I was lost. But now I'm found. What reminds me is the, the blind man when Jesus, Jesus met him. So what do you want me to do for you? His Lord. But the Lord knew that he's blind. What do you want me to do for you? He said, to see. The Lord said, you will see. He healed him. The people didn't like it around him. Especially the enemies of God. He said, what happened? Tell us. What happened to you? Listen to his words. I didn't know I met a man. That man, Jesus Christ. I can tell you one thing. I was blind. But now, I can see. This is what God does to your life. On this Thanksgiving, you can lift up this cup of salvation. I said, I was really blind, but now I can see. I was dead, but now I'm alive. I was struggling. I know we struggle in life. I'm not saying he'll take it. But now I have a friend who walks with me, even in my darkest hours. And more than that, he promised 
surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Amen. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. That bless his holy name. He deserves our thanks. Let's thank him. Let's praise him. Let's give him all the glory on this Thanksgiving. And let's go to the tables, all of us, next Thursday. And with a new resolution in our lives. He made a resolution, he says. I am going to live for you forever. I am going to pay my debt. He said, I have met Christ that day. And I am now a different man. I have a joy of salvation. And that's why I can say to every one of you, Happy Thanksgiving. You can do that. You can have this joyful life. This blessed life. And you can say, bless the Lord, O my soul. And all that is with me, within me, bless his holy name. What do you say? I thee, I shall offer a sacrifice of thanksgiving. Amen. May the Lord give you a great life. And a happy Thanksgiving to each and every one of you. Let's bow our heads for prayers. You might say, I resolve to do this. If you don't know Jesus as Savior, the only thing you can do there's no resolution that you need to do. You need to say, Lord Jesus, I need you. You are a personal God. Please, please save my soul. Save my life. That's all. I believe you died on the cross for me. I believe you said, I will forgive you if you take me as your Savior. Here I am. Take me. That's enough. He will change you. And he'll bless your life. And you live a life worthy of the Lord Jesus Christ and his death for you and for me. Our Father, we are thankful for the opportunity that we can still share the gospel with each other freely. May we ask you to open our hearts to your word all the time and help us to live a life that pleases you. And as we celebrate this great, great Thanksgiving, Lord, help us to approach it in a very different way so we can be a blessing to others and families and anyone we meet or be with. Bless these families that are here today and those who are, who are gone to be with their friends and family, those who are on vacation, those who are ill at home, they couldn't make it. We pray that you visit with them and be with them and protect them on the road 
and protect them in the airplanes, protect each and every person and bring them back to us safely. We pray all this in Jesus' name, our Lord and Savior. Amen.